today you're going to meet two amazing military teens. They're part of Bloom Military Teens, and I got to meet some of them last year, and I can't wait for you to meet them today. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. As you know, April is Military Child Appreciation Month, but military kids are military kids every single month of the year. But here at Keep Calm and Mother On, we're doing a special focus to highlight the amazing resources that have helped my family and have helped many of yours. If you don't have military connections in your family, please listen to every single episode in the month of April. As a military family, I need the civilian families around me to get a peek into what this lifestyle means, not just for my husband and the reunions you see on TV, but all the parts of it. And that's what we're showing you this month here. Today, we get to meet Bloom Military Teens. I am very excited today for the Keep Calm and Mother On podcast. We have teenagers with us for the month of the military child. And they are some of my favorite teenagers. They are not my teenagers, but they are military teenagers. And I think military teenagers are pretty darn amazing. And so thank you for being here, Alyssa and Jessica. Thank you for having us. (laughs) So first, you are military kids. So let's just jump in with all the details that people I'm sure ask you every time. Alyssa, how, where do you live right now, and how many times have you moved? I am currently living in Kaiserslautern, Germany, and I have moved 11 times. Wow. And what grade are you in in school, or how old are you? I'm 17 and a senior in high school. I'll be 18 next month. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of moves. Yes, ma'am. What was the shortest time you lived anywhere? I think the shortest time I've been stationed summer was in Germany. No, no, no. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> was in Virginia. We lived there for three months. Both times wow. we lived there. Wow. That's really quick turnaround. Okay. Yes. Your turn, Jessica. How old are you and how many times have you moved? Mine is very similar. So I'm also 17. I'm a senior in high school. I currently live in Washington state and I've moved 11 times. There you go. Have you both lived outside of the United States? Uh, Yes. I also lived in Germany. I was in Stuttgart. Okay. Very cool. Alyssa, have you lived only in Germany or other places too? Germany is the only overseas place that I've lived. Very cool. Okay. And so in that time, you're both seniors. How many schools did you go to for just high school? So I've actually been homeschooled for most of high school. Right now, this is the first time I've been, I'm in a part-time situation with the school in Germany. Okay. And Jessica, have you been in the same high school? I went to a high school in Virginia for my freshman and sophomore year, and now I'm finishing out my junior and senior year at a different school in Washington. So, And then I'll throw in my own two kids. They were homeschooled until high school, and then we're, we're in one spot. So we threw them into public school to have that experience. Um, but my 10 year old is still homeschooled. So there we go. That's been our journey too. So what is your 
favorite place that you've lived so far? Let's ask all the good stuff first. My favorite place that I have lived, well, currently it's Germany, but overall it's been Colorado Springs. We've been stationed there twice and I love it very much. Do you like the mountains best? Is that what you like? I love the mountains. Definitely a mountain girl. (laughs) And what about you, Jessica? So I would definitely say Germany just because it allowed me the opportunity to travel so much. Because when we first moved there, my dad was like, okay, guys, by the time we leave, we're going to hit 30 countries. And we did not believe him. And by the time we left, we'd hit 39, which was very exciting. So just the opportunities to travel from living there, I definitely would have not have had that anywhere else. How long did you live there to go visit 39 countries? We were there two and a half years. So it's the longest I've ever lived somewhere. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? Um, I just want to point out to people that may be listening to this that aren't military, the fact that she says two and a half years is a long time to live somewhere um, is kind of the normal in my circle. The longest we've lived somewhere somewhere is three years. And so that's just how it goes. Alyssa, what's the longest you've lived somewhere? The longest I've lived somewhere is right under four years. So about three and a half. Yeah. It's, um, it's always shocking when people hear those numbers. They, they, they kind of flinch <laughs> when my kids tell them those sort of things. Do you get reactions that challenge you that make you feel not welcome when you tell them about your history of moving? Personally, I never receive many negative reactions. It's typically a lot of interest in how that lifestyle works. What about you, Jessica? Have you ever had a negative reaction to sharing that you're a military kid who's moved like so, so much? I don't think I've ever had a negative reaction. I have. Most people are just kind of confused that (laughs) I think that's normal. But I've definitely had a lot of people who are like, oh, you're so lucky you get to go everywhere. But I think that maybe they don't understand all of the aspects of being a military child when they say that so quickly, (laughs) because although we are lucky, there's definitely a lot that comes with moving that much. Absolutely. So what's been the biggest challenge with moving that much for you? We can start with Jessica if you want. I would say the biggest challenge with moving that much is really just as cliche as it is, just being coming part of the community and the new place you get to, especially in smaller towns like where I'm at right now in Silverdale, Washington. When I first moved here, it was like everyone already had their friends that they'd been friends with since elementary school. And even yep. though there's a big military community, it was really hard to just get into those groups and find ways to get connected. So I would say that's definitely always the biggest challenge from my experience. And what about you, Alyssa? I would definitely agree. I like to call it new girl syndrome because every place you go, you're always the new kid or the new girl. And just finding your place in your new duty station has definitely been the most challenging part of constantly moving. Is that, do is it harder as you get older to be a military teenager versus a military kid? I would definitely say it is. You know, when you're a little, it's a lot easier to walk up to somebody and just be like, do you want to be friends? And then you're best friends. And whereas now it's not the normal necessarily. But there are a lot more opportunities when you are a teenager with military moving. And what about you, Jessica? Was it easier as a little kid or is it easier now? I think it was definitely easier as a little kid. I would say I haven't had as hard of a time recently, even though I'm older, mostly because I think the older you get, you realize that a lot of people are actually looking for friends, even if they seem like they might not be. Yeah. And 
Although I do find it a bit challenging being in a small town and being older because everyone I'm making friends with is in their senior year and they're all ready to move on and go to college and move away. So trying to make friends, they're like, oh, I'm not interested in making friends here. Like they're already thinking about the next step. So I think that's a bit of a challenge. Have you ever been like that when you knew you were about to move again and you didn't really want to make friends anymore? I think that sometimes it can be hard to put effort into some friendships that aren't really strong friendships when you know you're just going to leave. So it's like, oh, what's the point? You know, we'll be friends for a few more months and then I'll just end up leaving. And I wouldn't say that's a constant mindset I have by any standard, but I've definitely experienced that. Have you ever had that experience, Alyssa, where you don't want to put in effort with making friends because you know you're about to leave? Like you're three months. You did three months in one place. Um, I think when I was in Virginia, I was so little. I didn't have enough. I didn't grasp the concept as easily of, oh, I'm just going to leave. Um, I am very grateful that I tend to be more of a glass half full type of person. And I love making friends. So in that sense, there have been moments, of course, but typically I'm, I'm always excited to meet new people, make new friends, even if it's only for just a little while. Very cool. And I think that the internet has actually helped military teens a lot. Like you two are brought together because of this group called Bloom Military Teens. Can you tell us a little bit about Bloom? Either one, jump in. (laughs) Bloom is about two years old. Bloom is two years old and it is started completely by military teens, for military teens, completely run by military teenagers, which I think is amazing. We're trying to create a community um, of people who understand the struggles, the highs and the lows of being a military teenager. There are a lot of a lot more resources for spouses, and it's a lot easier, relatively speaking, when you're little. But when you're a teenager, it's this odd stage of life where everything is already changing. And when you throw in being a military teenager, it's very hard to find your identity. So Bloom really strives to create a community and to Hope you realize you're not alone in this seat. That's really important, isn't it? And so where can people find Bloom online, Jessica? So we have a website. So if you go to our website at Bloom, then you can find a lot of details and, and resources for advocacy, community, and content creation is kind of our focuses. So we have an Instagram as well. I believe we have a TikTok And people like will be posting things on there that usually that's where we can get a lot of engagement from military teens. But most of our resources and our blog where we put stories from each military teen is on our website. Are there things that the adults around you that maybe aren't military associated should know about military teens that you want to teach them? Just being open and listening. I think the biggest thing adults who might not understand the military community can do is listen. And to understand, although military teenagers are still very young, we have a lot of life experience and a lot of fun, amazing, and a lot of very difficult stories to share as well. Absolutely. You guys have um, the most hellos and goodbyes of any kids I know. Absolutely. You've, they, a lot of people like to say that military kids are resilient. Are you a resilient person naturally or are there skills you had to learn? I think that it can be a little hard to separate to see if it was actually something I had originally or something I learned just because I've never known a life different from the military. But I would definitely say that the military has made me a very resilient person. 
And a good example of that is even going into college as a senior in high school. So many of my friends are worried about moving and being able to make new friends in other places or even just within the same state. And I've never even really considered that as much of a struggle. I'm more worried about, oh, what's the weather going to be like in this new place? <laughs> what kind of classes is everyone going to be taking? Because I've just had that experience of moving and trying to make friends so many times that it's just normal. So I think that's definitely something I've had to learn. I don't know if I would have had that not being in the military, but I'm definitely very grateful for it. When parents of younger military kids come to me, they ask like how you can help them with this lifestyle um, because they they realize, right, that their kids didn't opt into this, that we kind of force you guys into this <laughs> lifestyle. Like you didn't choose this. I chose my husband and then the kids get to just tag along. Do you ever feel like you wish you weren't part of the military community? There have definitely been times <laughs> in my life where it's all part of finding your identity. I'm sure plenty of civilians wish they had the opportunity to live in different mm -hmm. places. Um, it can definitely be challenging when you're going through just another move or just another school and thinking, man, what would it be like if I could just have a little more stability? But the times that I have lived in places for longer than, you know, a couple of years, I've been like itching to leave. Like, man, when's the next thing going to happen? When can I go somewhere else next? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's it's the best of both worlds, but I've grown up in that. So it's a lot easier to say that on this side of it. Is there something that your parents have done that stands out in helping you with all of these moves that you've done? Is there a trick that your family does every time to help you move? I wouldn't say there's a trick necessarily, <laughs> but I would say that my family is really close, usually just because we move so much that we're kind of each other's only constant in life. And I think that having a good connection with your family has definitely made moving for me much easier because I know when I get places, because I have some siblings too. So it's like, I already know I have some friends mm -hmm. and although I still want to go make other friends, it's knowing that you're not entirely alone is very comforting and knowing you're already surrounded by people that you love and you would like to spend time with really helps. And I feel like just, again, knowing that your parents support you and are going to listen to you if you're having a rough time, like, oh, I'm really missing some old friends and there's nothing I can really do about it. So can I talk to you? Just being willing to listen is really, really a great thing that my parents have done for me. That's great. What about you, Alyssa? Do you have any tips or things that your family has done to make this life a little bit easier or smoother? I absolutely agree with what Jessica is saying. My family is very close. Um, you know, it's always been us. Every new place, it's always been my family. Something my family does and has done my entire life is a family dinner, which I know is definitely on the decline in America nowadays. But we always have a time where we can get together and talk about our day and talk about what we're going through, maybe. And we always have that time to come together where it's just my family. And the dinner table is also a great place to bring other friends by to meet, to meet my family or just to have some time where we can just take a break from everything else and recenter on what's important, you know, our family, our faith, etc. So definitely family dinners. And my family loves to hike. So going on family awesome. hikes was a big part of our family bonding time while we lived in Colorado, especially. Are there things that you do right away when you move somewhere? Do you like set up your room right away? What's your number one go-to thing when you get to that new place? I would say that usually when I get somewhere new, I've already done a fair amount of research on the area. <laughs> I love this. Joining schools. 
I like to like look at all the course catalogs and see what kind of sports teams are out there. So as someone who plays a lot of sports, I would say definitely joining a sports team is something that I do pretty quickly because it gives you an instant community and you instantly have something in common with all of these people and they're about your age. So I think that that's a good way that I've found to make friends in a new place. So definitely joining a sports team for me. What about you, Alyssa? For me, I do not research anywhere before I move there. Like I may look up one thing or another, but I like to be completely surprised. My mom does all of the research, so I know I'm in good hands, but I like to be completely surprised and just explore the area, find my new local coffee shop, and those are my go-to things (laughs) when I get somewhere. So finding your coffee shop and just wandering, getting lost? (laughs) Yes, exploring the different shops around or the different scenery and the coffee. Yeah, coffee shop and getting my library card are like my go-to things. And then when my kids were super little, it was finding the good playground. We used to make a a notebook and rate all the playgrounds that we could walk to or get really close to so that my kids could have buy-in about looking forward to things because you miss surprising things when you move. Like you don't realize, oh, I really like that giant purple slide. I will never find that again. That's why I'm with my coffee shops. I have the list. And they get to know your name, right? It's so comforting when someone in your new area learns your name and recognizes you. Absolutely. Military Child Appreciation Month is every April. But I want to remind people that military kids and military teenagers are military kids and teenagers every single month of the year. There's this one month and um, like our school district will do purple updates and do a theme week. But... It's just a little bit. What do you wish people would do every month of the year for military kids? I would say that something that I wish people would do more is when a lot of people will move, especially being in a military community where I'm at right now, when a lot of people will move, like leave school during the year, they just kind of disappear. There's not much of any recognition for them you like oh they're going somewhere new everyone should, like say goodbye do some sort of celebration or even at my school we're talking I'm working with my counselor right now to make a wall where we're going to put like hail and farewells that we can put where pe- when people are leaving Aww. and I think that that would be just being able to recognize that would be really rewarding because sometimes you can just feel like you're slipping through the cracks as a military teen you're just kind of disappearing and moving off to your new place So I think that showing teens that are leaving that they were appreciated, they're going to be missed. I think that doing that every month of the year would be very beneficial. Yeah, I really like that idea. Is your high school at all a military um, purple star high school? Have you ever been to a purple star school? Uh, The school that I went to for my freshman and my sophomore year was, but I believe that the school I'm at right now is not. Okay, so for those that are listening who haven't heard of that, Purple Star schools have gone through special training and special hoops to get this Purple Star status, saying that they understand a little bit more about the military life. My kids' high school is a Purple Star school, and their high school teachers have that are military-associated have Purple Stars next to their names. Um, and my kids know, you know, if they're stressed out about a deployment or something like that, that those are the safe people to talk to about it. So, uh, so Jessica, I have a question. Do you have a favorite resource that has helped you during all your years of being a military kid and teenager? Do you have a go-to thing that people might not know about 
that your parents have showed you? I wouldn't say necessarily something that I've had my whole time being a military teenager. I would say for the most part, I just kind of winged it. <laughs> but yeah. pretty recently, uh, so Bloom has released a thing called the a field guide. And I found that pretty recently uh, after joining Bloom. And it's really helpful because it has a lot of stories from military teens. But the, the main focus of it is equipping adults who may not know a lot about the military community and equipping them with the knowledge to be able to help military teens. And when I found that, I gave it to the counselors at my school and they started giving it to other counselors. And already we're seeing like support groups for military teens popping up at different schools in the area. And I think that that resource, being able to share that with adults would definitely make the transition for teenagers a lot easier because just knowing that someone out there understand some degree of your experience and is willing and excited to help you is huge. Absolutely. And if you don't have a military teen or you think that you don't still go find that and like email your school district, share it. They need your help sharing this because there are often military teenagers with national guards or reserves that are sprinkled in really remote places all around the United States. That's what I met last year when I went to the brunch of the state of the military child. I was surprised by the the representation of the kids that were in the reserves and the National Guard that were part of Bloom Military Teens. Yeah, we definitely don't make any requirements to be part of Bloom Military Teens, except that you're associated with the military. And I think that doing that has definitely brought in a wide range of people that probably wouldn't have gotten involved otherwise. And it, not only do we get to benefit from their amazing skills and abilities to like help with the areas that we need help with, but you just get to see a different perspective of being a military teen. Cause even then sometimes you feel like the way you're living is just the way that all military teens live. Right. That's not always the case. Totally. And I feel that way living in this big area of DC and meeting people outside of my husband's branch of the military, right? Like it's so different. It's apples and oranges, the grapefruits, the bananas, this <laughs> shared military experience. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like even my dad works on submarines. So he'll leave and half the time we won't hear from him or her email us and half the yep. emails don't come through. And I had a friend whose dad was on a surface ship and she's like, oh, we only get to call him once a night. It's like, <laughs> I don't get to call my dad at all. But there are also definitely some harder aspects of having to work on a surface ship than a submarine as well. So I won't say one's harder than the other by any standard. But, but it's really different. different. I read a book mm-hmm. one time and I threw it against the wall because the person talked about being able to FaceTime her husband during deployment. And <laughs> we're a submarine family, too. And I was like, what do you mean? So I had to throw the book and like walk away for a little bit. But all military associated experiences are valid and we need to support each other. And Bloom does a really, really good job at that. How do you take care of yourself in this life of looming uncertainty being a military teenager? I would say really, it can be hard sometimes to find the ways that will help you. But personally, I'm an overthinker. I think a lot. So when I get really overwhelmed or I feel like I'm missing out on different things, I like to write down a list of all of my random thoughts. One, because it helps me to see it on paper, because half the time I'll read it and realize, oh, why am I worried about that? That's a bit irrational. (laughs) But I also think that it helps me realize how grateful I am for all the things that I do have. And even though it can be hard to move away and lose that part of your life that you could have had for so much longer, 
it's still great to realize that I have so much life ahead of me and so many more opportunities because of moving that in the end, it will all work out. I love that perspective. And that brain dump is really important because it gives you some space, right? Like it's really good to get it on the paper. For sure. What about you, Alyssa? Just taking time to appreciate the things that have always been my core. Um, So taking time to appreciate my family. And I love to read. So getting time to read or go on walks with my dog. Or, like I said, spending time with my family really keep me grounded. And I think those are the biggest forms of self-care for me are just reminding myself that I have a community and that I do have people that walk through this sea of life with me. And I'm definitely not alone. And there are other people that relate. Well, how are you having fun as, as a family? What are you doing for fun? We love to like go on day trips, especially here in Germany. We'll just it's 40 minutes to France. We just go on day trips and or go to castles, going on hikes. Um, just that time together is the biggest thing that brings my family together. So being in the Pacific Northwest, my family loves hiking and going out like to the sea, the water and doing all sorts of activities on the weekends. But I would say that something we haven't done as much recently, but have done for many years, is we go on a lot of family walks. So we'll eat dinner all together, and then we'll go out and maybe even if it's only for 10 minutes, just walk around the neighborhood. And it helps, for one, with meeting your neighbors, just being the people that they see constantly. It's a little less weird when you go up to try to talk to them because they're like, oh, okay, we see you guys every night. So For sure. And you get to meet a lot of really great dogs that are out walking at the same time. But it also just gives my family a good time to connect with one another and just talk about our day. And I think that having that connection with my family has always helped keep us closer. So I would definitely suggest that for anyone who's having trouble with that military lifestyle. Yeah. And just for anyone, right? Like life is really busy for for every oh, for human sure. on earth, right? Like I like the idea of family walks and it has totally helped when I've locked myself out of the house to know who my neighbor's names were, right? Oh, like yeah. you need to know your neighbors. So mm-hmm. going on walks and being able to say hi to people, that's an important way to get used to a new place. Well, thank you so much. Can you remind people of the website again for Bloom? Uh, it's bloommilitaryteens.org. And then on Instagram and TikTok, do you, is it the same username as just Bloom? Bloom Military Teens, I believe. But okay, yes. excellent. And we'll put all those things in the show notes. But awesome. especially if you're a civilian listening, if you feel like you're not military connected, please look up that Military Teen Handbook and share it with your local school district. Share it with your pediatrician because there is a military teen around you. You just don't know who they are. For sure. Thank you for being here and thank you for coming. Thank you. I hope you enjoy Military Kids Appreciation Month. Have a great day. It's such an op- a great opportunity. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too. Bye. Yes. Thank you so much for reaching out and it was a really great opportunity and I really loved getting to talk to you. So thank you. In my experience, military kids are the best of the best. They are the cream of the crop and they've learned resilience along the way. Oh, guys. Just hold hope for the future. 
because of awesome kids like Jessica and Alyssa and all the Bloom military teens and all the military kids who don't want to be associated with the military anymore. Give them credit for the service they've done. If you see a military teen or a child, please make sure to ask them their stories. They get to hear their parents' sea stories or war stories all the time, but very few people stop and see the child who is served by waiting at home. Please don't forget to check out christythomascoaching.com backslash military. That list is near and dear to my heart. It is hours and hours and hours of work. And I want to make it easier for you. Have a great day. I am so glad you're here on earth. We're better together because you're here. Have a good enough day. Bye. Bye.